You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. I've fallen, and I can't get up! On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at TaxiStandR. From a payphone, call collect. Hello, handsome. Is that a 10-gallon hat? Or are you just enjoying the show? Good morning, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us here on another Sunday morning. Here it is Sunday, September 12th of 2021. <clears throat> and you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on RadioTFI.com and on the Radio TFI streaming network. And we thank you for joining us here. My name is John Shannon from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. And over there in God's country, we'll, we'll call it God's country today, it is from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've all had a fantastic week. It was everything you needed it to be. Uh, big big uh, memorial yesterday. I'm sure we we we're going to spend a few minutes talking about 9/11. Uh, also, big big day here at the radio station. Football, football is back. Hour number two, John and Ed versus the spread, and boy, have we got a surprise for you today. Stick around for hour two, and uh, wait till you hear about this. John just found out about it, and he's he's so excited, all of his hair fell out. It's it's just Could amazing. You Blew, blew the hat right off my head. <laughs> and uh, we had a good week this week. I'm, I am exhausted. I actually had to work this week. Uh, it was tough, actually. I, I won't say tough, but my time was a little more compressed than normal for producing the show. So uh, the, the edges are not quite as sharp as they have been in other weeks, and that's saying a lot. Uh, you may have noticed... <clears throat> Right, if you're watching us on the on the TV, our uh, what our, the uh, 2021 Gilchrist Memorial Sippy Cup, which goes to the champ of of John and Ed versus the spread, which We're, which is a bunch of bunk because I still haven't gotten mine from 2019. Well, I I can't speak for again. We've we've spoken about this in the past. We've spoken about uh, how we are not responsible. Four. Just stop the stop the sentence right there. Stop the sentence right there. We are not responsible. There you go. Period. Sums the whole sums the whole dog and pony show up right from now. Where one? Now, not to get into all this again, but 
you know, as much as we would love to go check, manually check the files, the building's still under, you know, we can't get past the ground floor right now. It's, and the, the, those, and that might be somewhere between floor 72 and 98. Well, I heard, and I have it on pretty good, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good source here. Uh-huh. That last week, when uh, President Biden actually came and took a tour of uh, of uh, the area in Queens specifically, uh-huh. and he actually stopped by the Radio TFI Tower and said, "This bad boy needs some work here, man." So well, he, this obviously <laughs> he, he stopped by. He said, "It's a shame about all that flood damage." And I said, "What flood damage?" <laughs> There you go. <laughs> let's let that one settle in, kids. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's all yours, John. So if you want to join in on this conversation at any uh, given point in time, it's pretty easy. Phone number 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. You can also participate uh, as uh, a lot of our people, a lot of our friends do, by just typing uh, t- uh, typing comments in your whatever, uh, if you're using Facebook, you're using Twitter, even YouTube, you can use the uh, use the comment bar. We get that. You can also uh, you can also go to the Twitter at Taxi Stand Hour, and uh, if we deem your if we deem your comments to be uh, no, we don't have to agree with it, but if we deem your comments to at least be. Uh, Somewhat pertinent, yeah. They they only have to be there. Oh, is that what it is now? They have to exist, huh? (laughs) They have to exist. That is exactly the word I was going for. Also, it's still not too late to participate in this week's uh, John and Ed versus the spread. Just send your picks uh, to uh, at Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter using the hashtag TFI points. TFI points. And That's what so, it was. I forgot. I was going to use that in my in my. <sighs> you know, I do work for a living too, so I, I don't can't remember everything here. Moving on. All right, let's get this out of the way so I can uh, annoy John properly to start the day. Right, are you ready for this, John? Hold on. Of course. Hold on. Well, first, now I have to find it. I moved it weeks ago, and I've been having much trouble. You know, I've got the script for John and Edwards the spread in front of me, and I forgot I don't have a script for the stock ticker yet. <laughs> but I have the football script. I got that. It's last year's script, but hey, you know, it, it is what it is. I did take the time last night to find the football script. <laughs> I didn't take five. I didn't take five minutes to write down what I say for the. Stock market thing. Here we, here we go. In three, two. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch. This week, sponsored by John and Ed versus the spread. You pick them, we lose them. Over close the week at thirty-nine dollars and eighty-nine cents, down forty-three cents. Meanwhile, Lyft closed the week at fifty dollars and one cent, up a dollar eighty from a week ago. This has been John, uh, not John and Evers, but this is a Radio TFI Market Watch. Help! <laughs> I, my my personal challenge is to finish up before the sound. 
Well, you know, you know what? The, I just figured out this was the best, the absolute best day of my life. How so? Well, remember our, the little technical issue that uh, we had? Oh, you can't hear it. I can't hear any. I can't hear anything from your soundboard. So yeah, John I, can't hear me. I I can hear. I can hear, hear me. Yeah, exactly. And that's all. So, so awesome. uh, yeah, you know. Uh, that means he doesn't have know to listen to the, uh, the football music either. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I, you know, I, I can do, uh, I can do very well here. Uh, just, uh, just uh, without hearing any of that, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's... just, just remember, John. All you have to do is look up, and there's the, uh, there's the prize for this year. Yeah, well, you know. I'd, I'd get that. I, I would get that if I I'd, I'd understand all that. If, uh, well, you know, geez, if I had to be able to hear uh, last uh, uh, last week. By the by the way, just as a little uh, needle here. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. We broke <laughs> We'll get to that in hour two, but, but uh, we both snuck up the joint. On Thursday night. Well, so, John John stunk it up more, but we'll get into that later. Uh, let John let's say goodbye to the uh, sippy cup for now. We'll we'll bring her back for hour two. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Sounds sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so um, I wanted to run something uh, by you here now before. Uh, before we get into talking about uh, 9/11 i wanted to, we've we've talked ad nauseum about the uh about covid and and um the uh fact that there are still so many people that are not vaccinated and, and whatnot and something about this finally hit home um, you've heard me mention on numerous occasions, and he's actually been on the show, uh, called in on the show once, uh, my friend, my old running buddy from Vegas, uh, Rod Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Rod Johnson. Um, oh, I hope this wasn't bad news about Rod. Well, I just, you know, you know, I'm on Facebook and you, you go through Facebook memories and you see, Memories that you've, you know, you know, links and all the back and forth him and I were had been doing about the election and what have you. Ah, let me check in on old Rod. Let me see what's going on. What's going on in his world today? What do I see up on top there? But a post from his wife, Paula. Oh, no. Rod, uh, Rod is in, in tough shape. He is still with us, thank, thankfully. But he's in tough shape. He is battling. Uh, he is battling the COVID, as she puts it, pneumonia uh, due to the COVID. And she's asking for prayers. As somebody who's not a not necessarily a religious man, I find it kind of hypocritical to actually to pray when I don't pray at any other time. So. Uh, I but I did enlist the help of a few friends and what have you that I know uh, are or have have faith and and do pray and you know yeah it's it, 
it's given me a little bit of a different perspective, Ed. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Now you'll see, you'll, you know, you and I have had this, I've shared this with you. I've, I've shared this, this feeling with you. It's, it's not, I don't want to be hypocritical in the least bit here, but you know, the whole thing, if you get, you know, if you don't want to get vaccinated and I'm assuming, I'm assuming he didn't, that's kind of his, <clears throat> his, uh, that's kind of his MO. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I, I, I am assuming I did not ask. I did not ask his wife if he got vaccinated. I didn't want to sound like that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I am assuming. And uh, yeah, he's he's in rough shape on a ventilator. Uh, if, if if he pulls through this, this is not going to be an easy road back. Even if he even once he gets right. out of the hospital, right? Getting getting off the ventilator is not the end of it. Oh no, no! Apparently, uh, they're talking about dialysis for him. Nice. He's basically going to have to learn how to breathe again. Uh, this this is not this is not good. And so I'm I'm asking my friends that listen to this show. I'm asking for you to to uh, maybe send some prayers uh, in Rod and his, with his family. His uh, his three kids, uh, uh, Kaya, Scott, and Garrett, uh, his wife, Paula, um, and of course, Farad. I, I just, um, mm-hmm. but I'm, well, I'm like, not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, Ed. It's, it's given me a little bit of a, of a different perspective of this. Well, sure. Well, sure. It's hit, it just hit a lot closer to home with a lot harder punch. Now, John, like you, I'm not a man of faith. I was raised Catholic. I, uh, I, while I don't deny anybody else their faith, their prayers yeah. work for you, then by all means. Uh, while I can't in good conscience send prayers, I can certainly send my thoughts. And exactly. the, the other thing we have an abundance of, which is airtime. So again, I, I'm with John. If, if you're a praying type or just, just keep rotting your thoughts. I know you don't know them. I don't know them except for the one conversation and a couple of uh, Facebook posts. But I, I know he's a he's a friend of John's, and and that's good enough for me. So uh, Rod, if you, I hope you get the opportunity to hear this at some point. And uh, I truly wish you well, pal. I truly do. Uh, we everything else aside, your mission right now is to recover. Exactly. Okay, so I sud- uh, I suddenly miss these these uh, mm-hmm. the back and forth him and I had I I went through a str- I went through a stretch I was I was just bombarded you know between Ken Coons and Rod and right a couple other guys I I find you know and the and the mean and in the meantime my Facebook for the most part other than what little you know just to put it out about the show. My Facebook is basically friends and family, mm-hmm. you know, as in, I don't, I try to keep, have, have tried to keep the politics to a minimum there. And it was getting to the point where they were kind of pissing me off a little bit. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to unleash that beast known as, you know, John the prick Shannon. Right. Uh, he he saves that from me. Oh, oh, you know it, man. 
you absolutely know it. Listen, let me let me tell you a little something here about about Rod. Uh, times were tough uh, when when I was living out in Vegas. Of course, I was out there. I was living in Vegas uh, when uh, on nine eleven, mm-hmm. and we can kind of transcend into transcend into that a little bit here when we talk about the whole where we were, what we were doing type thing. But um, things got tough in Las Vegas, man. I was going from making some pretty pretty good money out there on the streets driving a cab to actually relying on the revenue from my little 50-watt uh, uh, radio show that I was doing out there. Uh, so I, I, I'm telling you, Rod, well, let me put it this way in, in something you'll understand. Rod was my Mike King. Okay. Uh, and um, he took he took uh, me took me took uh, took I was I was married at the time and I, I I he took my my wife took me and my wife in you know we basically moved in a uh, moved in a hide a bed in the living room and that's where we slept and we were there for. The better part of uh, of several months. Wow, and and just to interrupt there briefly, John, for those of you who are not clear on the reference to Mike King, Mike King took me in when I hit rock bottom and put a roof mm-hmm. over my head until I could struggle back to my feet. We won't get into that whole story, but right. that's uh, that's the Mike King reference. And if you're being compared to Mike King, then then you're doing good. Yeah. Um... We wound up, we actually wound up, I wound up moving out with him and his family. That We we took the old gravy train from Vegas to Florida. <laughs> Seriously, he wound up moving back to Vegas. I wound up moving back to Minnesota. We see how quick we got fed up with Florida, but that's another well, story. Well, you, you were in the wrong part. <laughs> um. But uh, uh, no, and I feel bad because Rod and I, because of, you know, we didn't talk much about politics, Rod and I didn't, when, when the whole time. And I wasn't that much into politics. You remember when, when, when after 9-11, I was, I was firmly behind our commander in chief. He yeah. said he was going to get those bastards, who, you know, who did this. And I was fully, fully there with him. You know, yes, on, and, and so, on, on, on September 11th, I not only wasn't much into politics, I, but regardless, uh, George W. Bush was my president. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He stood, he stood up to lead this country. And whether you agree with him or not on uh, everything else, he was our president that day. And, but yeah, I, I digress. I, I interrupted your. Well, that's, that's, that's. Perfectly fine because now I'm kind of starting to ramble here as as, okay. as thoughts and memories are kind of uh, coming through me. That we wish Rod and his family the best for the most positive outcome. I look forward to the day that he calls in here again and he can he start busting our chops. Yeah, absolutely drives us batty. I I I look forward to that day. So so um, Rod and yours the best nothing but the best i will say something else here okay folks this is this no longer is i'm teasing you because you're not getting because you for whatever reason you have 
you haven't gotten the vaccination. Again, I'm working on assumption here. I'm, again, I'm assuming. And if I'm wrong, if I come to find out that he got vaccinated and wound up getting this sick, I will have a whole dish of crow to eat. I, I swear to God. We've got hats you can eat. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and, I'll, jo- and I'll join you. Mm-hmm. I'll join. Mine with cheese, though. But um, working on the working on the assumption that he did not get vaccinated. Okay, now I know somebody. I know somebody who is in a hospital room, in a hospital bed. Been there now since, uh, to best recollection, looking at the post, he's been there in that hospital since uh, about mid-August. Oh my! Yeah. Oh yeah. This is this is this is something that's not. Sounding like it's going to get any better. I mean, they're keeping, they're keeping, you know, they're keeping him alive in there. And, but yeah, and the longer he stays in there, the longer he stays reliant on that ventilator. It's, uh, friends, this is nothing to play around with. This is no longer about politics and the, the, and this is no longer about, well, you know, Joe Biden wants me to do this, so I'm not going to do this just despite, you know, uh, look, it's a shot in the freaking arm. Nobody has died from getting this shot in the arm. Get the freaking shot. Get your vaccination. I do not want to see another friend of mine who I may not agree with politically. I do not want to see anybody else having to go through this, this horrible situation. I mean, like I said, this one, you know, granny, my whole family caught the COVID, but it was mild. They were lucky. Every one of them was mild. The only two people in my household that didn't catch it were my stepson and myself. Right, and, even Mr. Oliver had it. Correct. Yeah, yes, yes, indeed. They they were lucky. They were absolutely lucky. But you can go this this this, this and from as I understand it, with this Delta variant. What I understand, this Delta variant look makes uh, chapter one of the COVID, mm. you know, look like the common cold. Right. And uh, well, so. let's. Uh... We're going to do a little palate cleanser here, John. Again, all my best to Rod and his family. We're going to we're going to stay on this topic a little bit, but here's a little palate cleanser. This is uh, Governor Jim Justice, a Republican out of West Virginia, and uh, here's what he has to say about vaccinations. For God's sakes, of living, how difficult is this to understand? Why in the world do we have to come up with these crazy ideas? And they're crazy ideas. That, that, that the vaccine's got something in it and it's tracing people wherever they go. And the same very people that are saying that are carrying their cell phones around. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, I saw something the other day that I thought was hilarious. And so true. Somebody wrote, and I don't have it in front of me, but somebody wrote, what makes you think you're worth the effort to uh, track with a microchip. Yeah. What makes, good you th- what makes you think anybody's interested in tracking you? Oh, <laughs> it's 
It's absolutely true. Excuse me, just yeah. It's just, and again, this 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 point has been made many, many, many times about you know you carry your cell phone. Look, anybody that wants to track you, they're going to track you. It's they don't have, they don't have to go through this what you believe to be a big charade to inject you in something. Um, I want to switch gears just for a second before we get too far away from it, because we never, ever on this program pass up an opportunity. Yes, I'm doing the the emergency bad turn, all that. I'm not playing the effect because John can't hear it. But we do have a little something from the queen of all hacks this week. And we would be remiss and not playing this a little bit from uh, this piece of video from the lovely, the talented, the uh, glue that holds Beck Taxi Toronto together, Christine Hubbard. We've heard from city staff today that they are undertaking another review of the taxi cab limousine and private transportation company regulations. A report such as the one they will release was due, I don't even know now if it's two, three, four years ago. But some of the items to be reviewed actually came up in council in 2019. They're suggesting this time that they're talking about driver training when in fact in 2019 council voted to reintroduce that training. They were supposed to bring it back last year. They have not done it yet. So here we are with staff who are in breach of their own bylaw who will be making new rules more rules for companies like ours that if we didn't follow could put us out of business this is what we're dealing with here and i'm telling you it's terrifying i th- this is the person you want backing you up on any matter mm-hmm. uh this she is uh, she's not wrong now that's that's referring to Toronto, but mm-hmm. this is happening in, in cities all over this great land of ours where taxi companies are still being held to the old rules, where whereas uh the TNCs, the ride hail people, whatever they are, are still basically running amok. So I I wanted to get that in there because uh anything Christine has to say. We gotta get her back on. We got to get her back on the show well, here again. Well, it's been it's been a while. It has been too long. Uh, it seems to me the only solution. Look, you and I both have our our dream world here, where Uber and Lyft go bye bye. They do look and don't get your baseball bat ready. They do have some redeeming qualities whereas well whereas the fact that if i wanted to go out i don't want to be committed to driving for 50 60 hours a week listen i got another job maybe i just want to go make enough money for a couple of boxes of ramen noodles or some damn thing like that uh it seems like it, it seems like a fairly decent idea but they, I'm sorry, you need to be held to the exact, the exact same standards as your local taxi cab company right. is held by. And, and, and here's the problem with what you're saying, John, and if I'm understanding this correctly. Mm-hmm. You want to be able still to use your personal vehicle pretty much whenever you want, correct? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. But that vehicle still has to be properly inspected and insured. Exactly. Which there is expense involved in that. Now, if, as uh, Steve Johnson pointed out in the, uh, in, in the show, in the interview I did with him, uh, most, I think he said 80% or some high number of, of rideshare drive, ride hail drivers only work about 20 hours a week. Fantastic. Right. Good for them. But their car is still a car. It's still being, you know, this peekaboo insurance that they have. That's just not, that's just not cutting it. We, we need to know that a car has been, is following some rules. When you're carting the public around for a fee, Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't have part-time insurance. You can't be inspected just some of the time. I totally right? agree. I I am. I tried to present to my old company a model to test mm-hmm. that would that would be similar to it, but still using taxi cabs, where uh, a driver or an owner, the owner of the cab would pay based on how many hours it was on the road, for instance. And I've, I, I talked about this. We talked about this years ago and we did our, what the hell, how the hell can we fix the taxi industry show? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's the first time we went over an hour, by the way. Uh, but one of my things was a driver buying blocks of time. In other words, I want to come out today and work from 4 PM to 8 PM. So, I'm going to pay whatever whatever fee is set. Mm-hmm. Now, you still have to pay for your insurance. It all has to be. Mm-hmm. But as far as dispatch fees go, you only pay for what you use. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, if you wind up staying out past the four hours, then, you know, another block of four hours, however we it would work out. I'm using four hours just because it's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to book yourself for the whole day, Okay, I'm uh, I'm turning myself my car on for the whole day, and you'll pay X amount. You know, let's say it's it's uh, twenty dollars for a four hour block. Again, just numbers off the top of my head. Right. And f- then fine. But it, it it's twenty dollars for a four hour block. It's thirty dollars for an eight hour block. You know, and twenty uh, twenty five dollars for a twelve hour block. Something like mm-hmm. that. You know, you, the longer you're out making yourself available for the company, the less it costs per hour. And then again, and then a driver doesn't have to sit out there through all the dead time and whatnot. And it would basically, in my eyes, and again, it would have to be tested. I could be, I could be out of my mind here, which is probably a good 60 40 bet there, too. I'd bet on that as opposed to the picks I make in the next hour. Uh, <laughs> But now you don't have cars clogging the streets simply because they need to be out there spending two hours to make another ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, I, 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 you know, and again, you you discount the blocks by the more time a driver is out there. Some uh-huh. guys would would book the entire week. Fine, that's what you want to do. You pay for the full week. <clears throat> but other people, you know what? I want to take off a couple of days this week. But one of the panicky things is that car, it still cost me money, dispatch insurance and all that, all the fees involved with mm-hmm. driving for a company. 
it's still costing me money. And in mm. this day and age, now we're at a point where companies have to start thinking out of the box and doing things that they're a customer service provider right now. Your customer is the driver. It's always has been, but you have to give the driver some options. I'm not saying let them run over you because good Lord, I know drivers will do that. But if you set up a common sense system and give them the option and you make, you start at the point where a full week would cost exactly as it costs now. Uh huh. And then as you start breaking down into smaller amounts, well, it's just like anything. If you buy one of something, it costs more. If you buy 10 of something per unit, it's cheaper. And that's the mm -hmm. basic concept that I would go after. You still have a marked up vehicle. You still have a vehicle that's absolutely a taxi and people can see it. But on the driver's end or the owner's end, when things are slow, then he doesn't have to pay for time that he can't possibly recoup mm -hmm. and it'll be an adjustment on everybody's uh see now this would be something that you could only do with uh with owner operators you couldn't really you couldn't maintain a fleet of lease vehicles no. and no. do something like that no at, at least <clears throat> excuse me at least initially it would it would just be owner operators just for that because uh, you can't have drivers coming in, daily drivers, you know, oh, I only want three hours. That would be, that would get out of hand so fast. Yeah. It would get out of hand before you implemented it. I And I know mm -hmm. that having dealt with daily cars, uh, have the car back by 10. It's now two. Oh, I didn't know you really meant 10. Yeah, I really meant 10. So It's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. And, and I, I, I thought of this as, as soon as I said it. It's actually how I got started doing this i was when i first started driving people for a living i was driving an airport shuttle okay and i got done driving the airport shuttle the airport usually dried up around 10 o'clock or so i brought the brought the van back to where it needed to be parked and i saw cabs sitting in the lot uh just sitting there not doing anything i said geez what could i possibly lease one of those vehicles for a couple hours just to see if I can't make, you know, make a couple extra dollars. And that's what I did. That's how I actually got started okay. driving a taxi. Uh, I think I paid them like, I think it was at the time, it might've been like three bucks or four bucks an hour or something like right. that. I realize this is early eighties. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Uh, uh, but that's, that's essentially what I'm talking about. Again, not so much on the driver's side, at least not initially. Now, uh -huh. if an owner-operator wants to do something separate with his driver, uh -huh. with a relief, where the relief driver pays it, well, that's good for them, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but I think that's one way the taxi operators and, and and city should be, municipalities should be looking at this. We still have our fleet of cars, but they're not being used unless they need to be used. Mm -hmm. You maintain it, but you're not penalizing. Remember, uh, kids and kittens, the owner of a taxi cab is still paying for everything, whether that car is moving or not, whether that car mm -hmm. is occupied or not. The expenses on that vehicle uh, do not change. You still have to pay for insurance. You have to pay for dispatch fees, whatever membership fees, permit fees, medallion fees. It, it, it all, well, it, some of it might have been uh, reimagined now, what the way things have gone the past couple of years, but 
that's that would be one of my solutions to it. I think that would be worth a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I before we get too far off of this uh, or too far away from it in this hour, I want to give you one more. Want to give you one more thought on that on that concept. Okay. One of the things today with technology the way it is, everything's computer. I mean, my meter is my tablet. It's an so, app. Yeah, it's an app. And when I turn my meter on, the dispatch center, the operations knows I've right. turned my meter on. I'm out there. Right. I'm there to make money. Right. And another way per, uh, they could do it possibly would be by a percentage. By a That's percentage. An, that, well, the, there's any number of ways you can you can make that work. Uh-huh. But the the basic idea, the basic concept is. They have to get away from charging somebody for a full week that can't possibly use the full week. Right, right, exactly. And you so get more cars out on the street you, that way. You get you, more cars on the street when you need them on the street. Exactly, absolutely. So, Sorry but, to interrupt you. Go ahead and go with your thoughts. That's thought, okay, though. but as I used to love to say when I was dealing with the cab company back, what? but what do I know? What do I know? And, uh, and it's the wonderfully and talented Ro- Rolando. Good morning, sir. So before we get too far away from it, I, I you know we're not we're not going to spend a lot of time on 9/11. Everybody did what they had to do, but I, I've got two clips I want to play. I got two clips. The first is a uh, Keith Overman, uh, and you know we we like to play Keith here, but I think this one is especially poignant. So if if you will, please take a good listen. We all grieve. I knew people on three of the four planes and had two college classmates in the towers and learned of one of them from one of the missing posters. They will be with me always, as that day will be with us always. But sadly, that is not the true legacy of 9-11 20 years later. The woman at the school board hearing in Tennessee mocking the grieving teenager who'd lost his grandmother to COVID, who was pleading for masks in schools, that Erica Kasher laughing at him and the death of his grandmother, that Erica Kasher is the true legacy of 9-11. 20 years and one week ago, this country really did try to hold itself to a different and better standard. But after 9-11, when Bush and Cheney and Rumsfeld turned not to response, but to revenge, when they turned not to justice, but to torture, they gave us the true legacy of that terrible day. We didn't torture prisoners to prevent future attacks. The information we got was garbage. People will say anything to make it stop. We tortured so we could torture. And when our government did that and boasted of it and had lawyers defend it, we said to the cruel and the hateful already in our midst that they were right. That the response when you were attacked or disagreed with or when you merely had the power to get away with it, the response was to be cruel. Over one decade, cruelty became a component of our international politics. Over two decades came two generations who'd never really known an America where torture was a mortal sin. Personal morals fell before winning at any cost. Empathy was blown out in favor of a deep belief that you yourself are omnipotent and anybody who disagrees with you must be destroyed. Since 9-11, cruelty has become a component of our domestic politics. And this is how powerful and primal an emotion cruelty unleashed on this country is. That wasn't just some woman who laughed at a grieving teenager at a hearing about masks in schools. That woman is a registered nurse. 
That, sadly, terribly, chillingly, is our true legacy of 9-11. Keith Alberman, the video he he refers to there is, uh, I wish we had it. Young man is up there and he's uh, he's talking about his grandmother dying. Woman sitting right uh, right behind him in the audience is clearly an anti-vaxxer, anti-masker. She starts laughing when he talks about his grandmother passing away. Uh, and as it turns out, she's a nurse and all that. So this, this is what we're up against. But that was more about uh, 9-11 and... Uh, and you take, you know, and that's how a lot of people are, were feeling yesterday and will be feeling, have been feeling, you know, they lost friends and loved ones. Uh, and just, I, among a thousand reasons, I would play anything from Keith Oberman. It was as much to set up the next clip where our, 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 our living former presidents, uh, President Bush, President Clinton, President Obama were, and, and current President Biden were all at uh, some of the, the various 9-11 memorials yesterday. Do you know where Trump was? Well, let's see. I think he ended the night at some uh, uh, arena or something like that, right. calling a boxing match or something. Right, that right. Effect. But uh, he, he, he declined attending any of the ceremonies, so... Once again, kids and kittens, uh, which leads us into our good pal, Chip Franklin, who we also love and adore here, uh, essentially calling Trump out for this. So let's take a listen. When the World Trade Center. When it comes to 9-11, no one is more full of shit than Trump. I have a window in my apartment that specifically was aimed at the World Trade Center. And I watched as people jumped. His penthouse in Trump Tower, located in Midtown Manhattan, four miles from where the World Trade Center once stood. Hours after the buildings collapsed, he bragged that Trump Tower was now the tallest. And then when they built the World Trade Center, it became known as the second tallest, and now it's the tallest. He lied when he said he saw Arabs celebrating. When the World Trade Center came tumbling down. And I watched thousands and thousands of people were cheering. He says he saw it on television, but no video has ever surfaced. He lied when he said he was there. Well, I was down there right after the event. I helped. That's total bullshit. And this Saturday, while Republicans lambast Biden about Afghanistan, their leader, this meat puppet, will on 9-11 honor the 3,000 dead by hosting a boxing match with his brain-dead ass monkey son. Boom, boom, boom. Honor those who died on 9-11, but keep an eye for those who would stand on their bodies just to seem taller. Goddamn right. Sex charges. Winning. <sighs> Nobody lays it out more, uh, puts it right there on the line. The only difference between that I see between Chip Franklin and Keith Oberman is, you know, and, I, and look, I totally agree with what Chip Franklin is saying. But he relies on a lot of smoke and mirrors and a lot of, you know, different, uh, more of a uh, production, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah right. Well, Keith Olbermann does it from his balcony overlooking the uh, park. Yeah, exactly. It's just a mon- just a straight monologue and and right to the point type uh, message. Both are but, both are good. Both of them are right on, in my opinion. But they're uh, different. Yes. By the way, the, the Trump statement about watching from a window specifically aimed at uh, the World Trade Center. A, the first time I heard that years ago, I knew it 
I'm like, you're in Midtown. That's lower Manhattan. You're not seeing anything unless you're out there with a telescope. And no, there, there's no way he had a window specifically pointed to the World Trade Center. You might have had a window facing south because you had the penthouse, so you had windows probably facing every direction. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I've just was, come to realize anything that Trump said. I, Trump could tell me tell me the sky is blue, and I I I'd, I'd be looking outside because I think he's full of shit. He could tell me my name is Ed Van Ness, and I would say, "You sure about that?" Yeah, 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 exactly. Because <laughs> suddenly I'm not. Suddenly I have questions. Hey uh, George, how you doing, Bell? <laughs> I, I may as well be at that point. The, the the color of the sky on my world is plaid. How about you? Yeah. Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you want to get involved in the conversation, you know the other ways. Taxi stand hour on the Twitter. Uh, all kinds of ways to get a hold of us here and weigh in with your opinion. But we'd like to hear your voice. You know, we know you're out there. We know you're listening. We can hear your breathing. Spe speaking of somebody listening and creeping on us, hi Angie. Hi, Angie. <laughs> Hi, Angie. We're on the air, if you don't mind. It's either either get a microphone, gosh darn it. <laughs> Stay out of the studio, for goodness sake. Can she hear me at all? No. No. Oh, well, that was all. No. <laughs> so, where the hell was I going to go with this? Um, I, don't, I don't know where you were going, but I'm going to go here because I got a couple of things on what we like to call a script okay so that we have or we know what's happening instead of all this random thoughts and who i can't afford to print i i can't afford to that much ink as much ink as you probably spend printing out scripts i can't afford all that because angie hogs up the printer on you we all know well, this. well that's you know that's i'm not gonna i'm not gonna debate that fact with all right, so this is from Carlos Chapman, a law professor at Washington and Lee University. This is in reference to the Texas abortion law. Yes, 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 yes. We're uh, we've done it. I just played the bat turn, John. So she says, "Quote: If a fetus is a person at six weeks pregnant, is that when child support starts? Is that also when you can't deport the mother because she's carrying a U.S. citizen?" Can I insure a six-week fetus and collect if I miscarry? Just figuring if we're going there, we should go all in. Good for you. Have you have you retweeted that? I want to circulate that. Uh, no, I haven't, but I will. I may have. Yeah. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? look that up. Look that up and retweet it. I want to circulate. It's a very good, very, very good point. And the other thing I have, which is again another bad term, but we're just trying to get stuff in here right now this is the only other thing i have uh this was a, a little discussion on the twitter so kate b elliott wrote this not only do masks reduce your o2 and increase your co2 intakes which makes you wheeze or, or gas but they also provide perfect warm damp breeding grounds for path pathogens to breathe in that will progressively make you ill for those who want more respiratory illnesses, job done. Richard responded uh, at R. Cantello, 
absolutely none of that is true. Kate, and your exact qualifications for stating that are? To which Richard replied, a degree in medicine and fellowship of the Royal College of Anesthetics, for which I was examined in respiratory physiology and the mechanics of gas transfer. You want yeah, my credentials? I... Here. Here's my here. Hold my beer. Here's my credentials. My Take... my credentials are pretty much right there in your face. Yeah, yeah. Now 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 to, and when you shove them up your butt, make sure it's the pointy sides. Yes. Grab on. So I, I I read that. Whether it's true or not, I still just think it's you know the only the only script I have left, John. Football. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I guess I guess I, I guess I'm gonna have to uh go freelance here again. Uh I want to go oh. I, I'm sorry, here's another emergency bat turn. <laughs> you know, this <laughs> I hope you figure out what's going on with your with your soundboard. I, I hope you figure out what's going on with your headphones. Oh, I, like I said, it may be it may be a day in heaven, but I can still hear you, so until I alleviate that issue, <laughs> well, right, right now, right now you're in purgatory. You need that. Help that is, yeah, that's yeah, that's. But you know, oh, but you know, they canceled purgatory years ago, it, which I don't get. How you do that? How do you cancel purgatory from down here at purgatory? Now you got all these unbaptized babies floating around in purgatory. People who really weren't bad, but really weren't that good, were in purgatory. <laughs> And now it's uh, one day the Pope or the uh, the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, St. Louis Browns, whoever it was, decided, you know what? We're closing the door on the joint. What do you do with all these people? Sure, some of them probably got promoted up to heaven. One or two probably took the trip. But don't you think everybody should be promoted up? I, I'm... You know what the, what the latest catchphrase now is for those who are uh, pro- uh, women's reproductive rights. Do tell. They're called Satanists. Old uh, Crenshaw there, I think, out of Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken, the guy where with the, the uh, the guy with the eye patch. Where Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Yeah, where exactly. the corn's as high as an elephant's eye. Yes, that place. Uh, he, yeah, Satanists is the uh, is the yeah. new term for people who. Well, okay. I will be the first one to. I'm right. I'm the first one to, to stand in line saying that a whim, a woman is in control of her own body, Absolutely. her own uterus. It's not. It's not. Not anywhere where my 58 year old ass should be passing judgment if if that for whatever reason that woman feels she she cannot carry a pregnancy to term. Our, but I'm a Satan. Job. Our job, is to, our job is support the women we care about. Exactly. If you, if you don't have a uterus or if you weren't born with a uterus, then you have no rights making these decisions. Exactly. Uh, we don't understand. And by the way, you can look. There's absolutely no laws on the books regarding men's bodies. Oh, no. No, absolutely not. But I have to dispute there what old Mr. Crenshaw and a few other of his kind of saying. Really, I find, I, find, I, I, I find that shocking, to be quite honest. Well, here's here's the thing: to believe in Satan, don't you also have to believe in a god? 
I, 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 I am not, I, I am, I, I do not, I, I don't even really know anymore if there's even a higher being, to be honest with you. Sure, I'm really to, to that point. Yeah, you're high, all right. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood what you said. Of course there is. I got killed Christ balled up in a corner right here in the studio. Yeah. His old, old ratty jacket and smelling of cigarette smoke and, and two-day-old beer. So how can, but my point is that is if you're not, if you're not a believe, if you do not believe that there is a heaven, how would you also believe that there's a hell in whoever is the gatekeeper of hell? So, but I don't understand, I don't understand your point. Who's believing such things or half things or not things or. Well, you know, he, well, he's, you know, the, the people, if you don't believe, if you're not a, if, if you do not believe in, in, First off, I want to know where it is, where it says in the Bible or where it mentions anything about abortions. It doesn't. Uh, hold on a second, because you've got me very confused, which is pretty easy to do. But yeah, yeah, non right. nonetheless, so you're saying because you can't be a Satanist because you don't believe in God, right? Exactly. Is that okay, you you that was really muddled in there. But so in other words, you're saying Crenshaw can't can't call you a Satanist because you don't buy into the whole thing anyway. Exactly. That is, yeah. thank you. Thank you for the translation. So basically what you're saying to him is stick it up your ass. Well, there's that. <laughs> there's that. But I choose not to believe it. So therefore, just like COVID, I choose not to believe it. It's not a thing. It's fake news. That's, yeah. What, yeah. that's what heaven and hell are. Fake news. Uh, speaking of fake news, I got one more I want to squeeze in before before we get on out of here. One of our favorites, one of our favorites, Rand Paul, the non-doctor doctor. The uh, this this story actually came out a little bitty while ago, but I think it's well worth uh, just a, a new. There's a new twist on it, so let's let's take a listen to this. This is from the recount, I believe. Instead of helping his state prepare for the pandemic, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul quietly made a fortune off of it. In February of 2020, just weeks after Paul attended a confidential COVID briefing exclusively for senators, his wife secretly bought stock in a company developing a coronavirus treatment. Rand Paul refused to even report the transaction until 16 months after the SEC deadline. After profiting off of privileged information, Paul voted against two COVID relief bills for his constituents, refusing to vote for bills that passed with bipartisan majorities that sent billions in much-needed aid to Kentucky. And while Kentucky remains one of the poorest states in the country, Rand Paul tripled his net worth in the last three years alone. Rand Paul doesn't care about Kentucky. He only cares about himself. It's time for Congress to investigate Rand Paul for insider trading and Kentuckians to vote him out in 2022. How do the people of Kentucky keep electing knuckleheads like Rand Paul and Mitch McConnell? And before oh. Rand Paul, his old man, Ron Paul. Wait, it wasn't Ron. Ron Paul wasn't. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ron Paul actually was a was in uh, out of Texas. Let's not confuse the issue with facts, okay? I was making but a I, point. 
I get I your point. Making, I was making a point. Whether whether the facts are valid or not is irrelevant. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well. Uh, Look, you do you, boo. Okay, I'll do me. <laughs> you ought to do a lot of things. <laughs> I ought to. I ought to get the hell right up right now. And keep going and don't stop. Yeah. Well, it's the same. It's it's the same thing that you got, you know, in in neighboring West Virginia. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. They can't even get there. They can't even elect their Democrats right there in West Virginia. Joe Manchin. So he's gonna he's gonna be the uh, the old uh, the nugget that won't be flushed, if you will. we almost got through. We almost we got this close to the end of the first hour. We're this close. Yeah, it was first in inches. It was all we had to do was push it in. Instead, John pushed it out. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's it's reported this morning that uh, not he's not going to. Yeah, he's not going to. Uh, uh, well, he's not going to back. He's not going to support or vote for the. Uh, the uh, package that uh, President Biden has uh, laid on the table. You know what needs to be done? Uh, Congress, both, both the House and the Senate, they, they all need to lose the best health care in the world because that's what they all have. It's not real to them. Take the, oh. Lose that health care and watch how many of these bills get passed. Watch how many of these laws. Oh, Absolutely. All you got to do is serve two years and you get the best health care for life. That's why for I was life. after you're done, even after you're done. I, that's why I was considering running. I have no platform. I just, I want the perks. Yeah. All I got to do there is win go. once, just the one time. Vote Ed. Write me in, <laughs> wherever state you're in. Come, come your next election. Just write in Ed. If you need my last name, you know where to find it. But, um, I promise, I promise not to do a blessed thing in office. I will do my time. I will be Marjorie Taylor Greene without all the nonsense. I will just sit quietly. I don't want to be on a committee. I don't want to make any rules. Just do my two years and out the door. Collect my bene- my benefits. Get my hundred something grand a year for the for the couple of years. Then collect my pension after only two years of doing nothing. I'm, look, I'm being upfront with everybody here. I am announcing a run in all 50 states for 2022. <laughs> it's, uh... Hey, hour number two after after John and Ed versus the spread. I do have something interesting that I want to talk about. I find it uh, hard in, to believe involving really involving our good friend uh, Shaletta. Uh, you're, you might even fall out of your chair when you hear this. So uh, I'm seeing by the graphics that it's time to check out for the uh, for the uh, top of the hour here. So you're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Folks, I'd like to sing a song about the American dream. About me. About you. About the way our American hearts beat way down in the bottom of our chests. About that special feeling we get in the cockles of our hearts. Maybe below the cockles. Maybe in the subcockle area. Maybe in the liver. Maybe in the kidneys. Maybe even in the colon. We don't know. I'm just a regular Joe with a regular job. I'm your average white suburbanite slob. I like football and porno and books about war. I got an average house with a nice hardwood floor. My wife and my job, my kids and my car. My feet on my table and a Cuban cigar. But sometimes that just ain't enough to keep a man like me interested. Oh, no. No way. Uh-uh. No, I've got to go out and have fun at someone else's expense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drive really slow in the ultra-fast lane while people behind me are going Toilets and I piss on the seat. I walk around in the summertime saying, How about this heat? I'm on Esco. I'm on Sometimes I park in handicapped spaces while handicapped people make handicapped faces. I'm on Esco. Baby, at 115 miles per hour, getting one mile per gallon, 
sucking down quarter pound of cheeseburgers from McDonald's in the old-fashioned non-biodegradable styrofoam containers. And when I'm done sucking down those greaseball burgers, I'm going to wipe my mouth with the American flag, and then I'm going to toss the styrofoam containers right out the side, and there ain't a goddamn thing anybody can do about it. You know why? Because we got the bomb. That's why. Two words. Nuclear fucking weapons, okay? Russia, Germany, Romania, they can have all the democracy they want. They can have a big democracy cakewalk right through the middle of Tiananmen Square, and it won't make a lick of difference because we got the bombs, okay? John Wayne's not dead. He's frozen. And as soon as we find a cure for cancer, we're going to thaw out the Duke, and he's going to be pretty pissed off. You know why? Have you ever taken a cold shower? We'll multiply that by 15 million times. That's how pissed off the Duke's going to be. I'm going to get the Duke and John Cassavetes and Lee Marvin hey. and Sam Peckinpah hey. and a case of whiskey hey. and drive down to Texas. Hey. You know, you really are an asshole. Why don't you just shut up and sing this song, pal? I'm an I, I think I heard my my introduction there, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Good morning once again, everybody. You are indeed listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. Once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, just two shakes away from being condemned, as I understand. <laughs> By presidential acclaim, no less. Presidential <laughs> proclamation. Hey, proclamation. There you go. Uh, yeah, there you go. Anyways, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Your boy here is all at Twitter. Not because of Twitter, because we are just moments away. Just moments away. By the way, I got to ask you about that video. By the way, thank you for playing my theme song. By the way, thank you for cutting me off in the middle of one of the most beautiful uh, soliloquies I've ever had prepared. Oh well, I, I apologize, but I gotta I gotta thank you for for playing that. That is my that is if I was coming down if I was coming down a WWE wrestling to the ring, that would be my that would be my walk up song, if you will. How baseball they have walk up songs I'm when the guy comes to the plate. I'm familiar. You, you, come on, you know you know what a walk-up song is, right? I, I, I said I'm familiar. That's the fourth. Oh, thing. I thought you said unfamiliar. I th- you kept oh, saying I'm, unfamiliar. I'm familiar. What? That's you what can't happens when you're trying to eat popcorn and try to uh... pop tarts. Pop tarts. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, now that you've taken a sale from my wins, I apologize. Uh, football deeply stuff apologize. Have I told you I'm sorry? No, but you're about to. <laughs> Moments away from the most exciting time of the year and the, and the biggest time killer we've devised yet on this program. We have a super special surprise coming up in John and Ed versus the spread. Here, I'll give you a hint. I'm kicking John off the show. Yes! No, I 
but we have a wee bit of a surprise at the end of the uh, segment. John, anything else you'd like to say? Good, I'm glad. Uh, let's. Damn, I can't get rid of that itch. <laughs> no, you cannot. It's a, maybe you ought to see a doctor about it. Dr. Vinny Bumbats. Hey, uh, yeah. Now, we're about to do something, John, because of your crappy equipment over there on that side. Uh, you won't be able to hear it, but I will cue you when it's time for you to join in. Are you ready? Are I'm you ready. ready for the 2021 version? Of John and Ed versus the spread. Here we go, kids and kittens. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prog prognostication. Damn it, I printed the old script with a mistake in it. I was waiting for it to happen, too. Each week, John, Bite My Ass, Shannon, and I will choose three professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Extra points can be earned by going for it with two or three point conversions. If we've got the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's... John and Ed versus the spread. My goodness. Are we not ready for this, John? This is this is just fantastical. Uh, I'm going to cut the music because John can't hear it anyway. So, we began the week. Well, let's recap last year, okay? Last year uh, came down to a nail-biter, didn't it, John? Yep, sure did. And uh, once we got to that nail-biter... Uh, you, you know, you know what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's your winner. If you're uh, if you're on the video, you can see it. If you're not, that's uh, we we currently have up a, a an image of last year's winner with the 2020 Gold Christ Ceremonial Sippy Cup. That says Pick Champ 2020. Mm -hmm. who, who won last year, John? Who was last year's winners, John? You don't want to talk about it, huh? Yeah, well, like I said, when I get mine for when I get my cup for 2019, then we'll talk about your 2020 cup. Told you it's in the mail. There's another beautiful I... shot of this year's cup. I told you, you got to. We, we're not responsible for shipping and handling here. So this week, we uh, we started the week uh, by picking by picking uh, the Dallas. Tampa game. Mm -hmm. I don't have graphics for it yet. But I took the Buccaneers giving up, uh, what, are, what was the one? Six points. I gave up six, six points. points. Yeah. John, John went for two, gave up 13 and a half points with the Buccaneers. And we both got skunked. They, bar they barely squeaked by the Cowboys with a, with a field goal. Uh, I didn't get the opportunity to watch the game, but. So either, either the Brady Bunch isn't as good as everybody uh, thinks they're going to be, or the Cowboys are better than they than everybody uh, thought they'd be. Uh, you're you're not you're not wrong there, Skippy. You're you're not entirely wrong. Now, last week 
we did something, and you have to forgive me. Oh, I just lost everything. John, you with me? I'm here. Okay, I found you. Um, last week, we picked all the division winners uh, for some bonus points at the end of the year. And there seemed to be a little confusion with, uh, with how we were doing this. So after the show, one of us uh, repicked his, his picks. Mm-hmm. And that, w- that would have been me. So just to get it all out there on the air, my picks are now as follows. The NFC East, Dallas. NFC South, Tampa, which we remain both committed to. I'm taking Minnesota to win the, the NFC North and the Niners to take the NFC West. For the NFC Wild Cards, I'm going with the Rams, the Packers, and the Washington football team. Over in the AFC East, I'm picking my Dolphins to win it, win the AFC East. Indianapolis taking the South, Baltimore for the North, and I'm agreeing with John on Kansas City for for the West. Uh, meanwhile, for my wild cards, I am doubling up. I'm taking Miami as a wild card as well, hedging my bets. Cleveland and Buffalo. I'm really hedging my bets. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's that for that. Uh, now, let's get into what else do we need to get caught up on, John? Anything? Yeah. We, uh, no, we can go right to uh, this week's picks. Let's go right to this week's picks. I'm going to put them up on the big screen. And uh, as soon as I... Boy, I really had less time this week than I thought I was going to have to to produce everything. So uh, bear with me a bit here, kids. So let's start with John Shannon. John, who are you, who are you taking uh, in that first game? Well, first off, I'm going to make a correction. Make the we're correction. Gonna, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Just go with your picks. Okay, so uh, in the uh, afternoon game, the uh, uh, today's afternoon game, uh, Cleveland, the Brownies, are, are traveling to Kansas City where they are a six-point dog. Well, Cleveland, I think, is going to be a very good team this year, but they're still having to go to Kansas City. So despite what it says on the screen there, I am going with the Kansas City Chiefs giving up six points. That is correct. Uh, that that was a clerical error. Somebody's been fired over it already. But yes, John is going uh, with the chefs. Great googly movie, giving up six points. Uh, I'm starting my day with a pick'em. Uh, Green Bay visits New Orleans. I don't understand how this was a pick, but I'm taking Green Bay to just to win straight out. Uh, I don't even know who's playing quarterback in New Orleans this year, but I, I know Aaron Rodgers is fired up about everything. So I'm going with Green Bay on the road. John? Secondly, secondly, uh, by the way, what time is this game here? The uh, Dolphins playing in New England. Is that an early that is, game? That's a that's a national game, baby. It's a oh, it national is. Game. Everybody, uh, just about everybody gets to watch it. I got to cheat to watch it, but I'll watch it nonetheless. Huh. Well, anyways, the Dolphins will go into New England uh, as uh, two point underdogs. Now. Right now, I'm I'm not convinced that anybody in New England can as much as tie their shoes until they show me otherwise. So I am going to take Miami, giving or getting two points on that game. Go Dolphins! 
Go Fins. Go Fins. Now, I, I, I looked at that. I will say I am not only shocked, but I'm insulted that the Dolphins are two-point dogs in this. I believe we, we clearly have the superior team. Mac Jones. Mac Jones was to his backup at whatever Redneck College they played at. So, with that, I am taking the Dolphins. I am going for two. Dolphins over New England giving up 13 and a half points. Well, good luck on that. I Look, I don't know why. Maybe it's just listening to you for the last four years talk about the Dolphins. But I, I've become a fan. You know, I've kind of watched them grow. You know, before I met you, I could have given two shakes about the Dolphins. But, uh, no, I, I think I think they're going to be a good team this year. And, uh, uh, and I think the only reason they are two-point dogs is the fact they're playing in New England. Now, it shouldn't matter. It isn't like they're having to go there and... It isn't like they're going there in December or anything like that, but uh, no, and, and which is good. Uh, although we finish the season, we bookend with New England, so New England comes down in January to mm-hmm. finish the season. We don't see them again till week 18. This is in the Brady years. This was nice because <laughs> you didn't have to deal with Tom Brady in the middle of the year. But anyway, so yeah, I'm taking. I'm doing what I said I was doing. The Dolphins are growing. I'm the only move I disagree with that they made this year. We'll get off this Finns thing. Was letting uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick go because I really believe he would have been the better backup for Tua. So anyway, be that as it may. Uh, and and again, I'm not picking the Dolphins. I always pick the Dolphins regardless. But I'm not putting them in my picks here just because they're my team. I truly believe that they are much better than the Patriots this year. And that's a solid pick. Uh, I hope John, you're right. John, your final pick. Well, I really wanted to avoid picking my home team Vikings. Uh-huh. Really that wanted to. And, the, and, the, and there was a part of me that thought they're going to go into Cincinnati and get their asses handed to them. But you know what? They're still going into Cincinnati. And <laughs> Cincinnati Cincinnati hasn't shown me diddly squat for the last God knows how many years. So and I, I, I have no reason to believe that uh, that they will do any better this year. So I am gonna go to, I'm gonna go ahead and take the, the Vikings. They are three point favorites. I'm gonna take the Vikings giving up three points. And if you lose if the Viking I lose on this pick, I will not pick the Vikings again unless they're pay, playing the Cub Scouts, and then I might have to think about it. <laughs> I'm looking here because I, 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 yes, there was a, a secondary error on on the big board here. So my final pick, it shows me taking San Francisco and giving up seven and a half. I'm actually taking Detroit. And, uh, and getting seven and a half points. Uh, again, we, we're all jammed up in the basement here. And, and some the graphics department is having had a rough week. So so let's let's recap this week and what we have right now. Oh, and there's, the surprise is still coming. John W. Shannon is taking the Minnesota Vikings, giving up three, going into Cincinnati, who have brand new uniforms this year. They do. And they made some mild changes. I think the helmet's the same. Uh, 
the Cleveland Browns, who I like. I like, and you'll be seeing me picking them a lot again this year. I did well with them last year. Cleveland Browns go into Cincinnati as six-point dogs. And uh, John's going with the chefs. Great googly movie. Finally, John is finally wised up, is taking my Dolphins plus two as they go into the who cares land of New England because New England is now an afterthought. Nobody cares. It's just cold and they drink a lot of coffee. Meanwhile, on my side of the board, I'm taking Green Bay over New Orleans in New Orleans. That's a pick'em game. No points involved there. Detroit getting seven and a half points at Detroit against the Niners. And finally, going for two with my Dolphins against the uh, previously mentioned Patriots. I'm giving up 13 and a half points uh, in that game. Now, now we, we start the week at a tie, 0-0. Zero, zero. Nobody has points. So, And what we're going to do now, we're introducing our third player. Yes, 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 yes. There's a third player this year. And John was shocked. John, would you say you were shocked? Yeah, mildly surprised. Mildly surprised, which is fine. We'll take mildly surprised. Coming in and playing as the third member this year will be the one and only Gerald, who is not here to participate today, but will be. Well, wait a minute. How does Gerald play, you're asking? Well, well, well. There are people that don't know who Gerald is yet, don't know so who you're going to have to go back to square one on that. We just gave him the name Gerald. Okay. Anyway, it's actually the computer is playing. We have set it up so that our, our uh, the big Radio TFI supercomputer, the, the Pickathon 8000, will pick three random games every week. In those games, we'll randomly choose one team. And then we'll also randomly choose whether to play for one, two, or three points. And I think both John and I are confident the computer's going to whoop the living daylights out of both of us. This week, starting the week, by the way, the computer has 70% chance of picking one point to play for, 20% chance of playing for two points, and a 10% chance of playing for three points. So here we go. This week, the computer, Gerald, as we're going to refer to it, uh, is taking Jacksonville. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Oops. No, oh, I, I wasn't on the right page to see the points. Okay. Uh, uh, it's taking Jackson, Jacksonville visits Houston. Gerald is taking Jacksonville, giving up two and a half points. Uh, Seattle visits. Boy, oh boy, I almost lost the Seattle visits Indianapolis. Gerald is taking the Colts and going for two. Giving up 13 and a half points. Meanwhile, Arizona visits Tennessee. Arizona is a two and a half point dog. Gerald likes those Cardinals in Tennessee, and that's a one point. So to recap very quickly with Gerald, uh, taking Jacksonville over Houston, giving up two and a half points. Going for two with Seattle and Indianapolis. Uh, choosing, I'm sorry, choosing Indy. Uh, going for two, giving up 13 and a half points. And finally, the Cardinals at Tennessee. Getting two and a half points, those Cardinals are, and going for one. And we fully anticipate, again, that Joey will beat the living daylights out of both of us. And, uh, <sighs> football. 
I have to hand it to you, kind of a, a, a unique uh, concept there. I, well, I thought, I'm glad you put it on there. Yeah, I thought it would be interesting to have some other competition. But again, I like the random aspect of it. Uh, in that the computer could care less who plays who. And, you know, it, oh. is ran it is random numbers. It's generating random picks. Which again, can't do any worse than anybody. Well, I, I, like I said, there the odds are more than favorable that he's going to whoop on both of our asses. <laughs> I have no no delusions of grandeur here. I <laughs> All right, so if you, you want to have... join... Go ahead, John. I was going to say, you may have created a monster there. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. But if you'd like to join us, feel free to uh, send send us your picks. Uh, go to dannysharonodds.com, and those are the odds we, we go by. Send them to our Twitter feed, at TexasStandHour, using the hashtag points. That's TFI points. See if you can beat John and I. I doubt anybody's going to beat Gerald. I really don't. I'm scared. I am I, uh, scared of the computer. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of fun because now I've got three different games now to keep an eye on besides the ones that you know we right. normally would watch. So and, and normally there would be music here, but John can't hear it. I'll lay it in and post. Uh, that's going to that's gonna do it for Ed versus the Spread this week. Uh, join us next week when we get our collected butts kicked by a computer. Oh, John? goodness, goodness, goodness. Yes, 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 indeed. Oh, so now, what do we, what do we, what do we kill the next 35 minutes with? Well, that killed um, 25 minutes. I mean, yeah. And what's 25 minus, uh, or what's 60 minus 25? But I'm saying, how much more? Oh, shit, I'm on mute. Well, that's it. And it's funny because I could hear you. That did. Uh, I could hear you. What were you muting? My microphone. But to what? To to the radio TFI feed or to? Well, this no. pardon us while we do a little off. Uh, uh, well, if you heard it, it recorded. So. Okay. That's interesting. Do me a favor. Play a sound. Please play a sound bite. Now it's funny. I heard that, but very, very faintly. Anyway, so we'll we'll work on this uh, off here. But uh, it no, just it just gave me a thought. Sure, we will. <laughs> I had a thought so, once. It died, it died of loneliness. I got yeah. I hear you. I want to turn back really quick back to nine eleven, if we could. Uh, sure, we can. Whatever you want, Bubby. Well, wait a minute. You can hear me clear, as though I—I I, I hear you just fine. Probably better than I want to. Yeah, that's that's most likely. But so I want to go back to nine eleven and talk about sure. just a couple of thoughts here. Sure. First of all, okay. When in the most probably dire moment that this nation has ever faced. We as a nation basically got together and sang Kumbaya. We didn't give a damn if there was a D in front of your name. We didn't care if there was an R in front of your name. We didn't care where you were from. We didn't give a damn about your background or your politics or anything else. 
we got together as a country against a common foe. What do you think has happened in the last 20 years since then? That now we can't stay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking to I'm talking to you. Talking to you, wait. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, it started before him. Look, we were always just barely keeping the knuckleheads that are running amok now at bay. We were just able to keep the uh, the lid of that boiling pot down. Yeah, a little bit escaped here and there, a little bit of steam from them escaped. But, you know, Knuckle Nuts shows up in 2015, and before you know it, he's opened the lid, and it's 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 uh, open season on just trying to be decent human beings. It's going to take us a very long time to tamp these people back down, the mm-hmm. racists and all that. Uh, and you don't have to believe a word I'm saying. All you have to do is look at the news or just walk out onto the street. No matter what your take on any of this is, it's here. It was not here six, seven years ago. It was here, but it wasn't as blatant as it is. These groups, these proud boys, these races, etc., were given permission by a president of the United States to come out and run amok. A person mm-hmm. who who lies as easily as he breathes. I believe he he actually lies better. I don't. I think it's easier for him to lie than to breathe. Uh, at the time of 9-11, yes, we were all out there, linked in arms, singing Kumbaya. But I, I was con- slightly concerned about it then, and it's come to pass since, that after a while, we were going to slip back into our old ways. Look, you get a cut on your arm. It hurts like heck. It's bleeding. We don't know how it's going to come out. You go, you get it patched up. You do what you got to do to make it better. It heals. There's a scar. And you don't forget about it. But you go on with your life. Mm -hmm. Your life doesn't. Now you go back to normal. After a while, after the bandages are off and everybody's done going, oh my God, what happened to your arm? Eventually it fades into a small scar that is barely noticeable. You're you're aware of it. And this is like this happens with everything, even a major you can consider 9-11 amputating a leg. It hurt and it's horrible. But how many people with one leg have adapted to life and go on with life? Mm-hmm. And they put it behind them. They'll always remember it. It's not going away, but you can't dwell on it. And mm-hmm. so that's, and we needed to do that. And we did that to the point of the Kumbaya stopped. We all unlinked arms. We went back to our own lives. The horror, the shock subsided like so much ocean water after a floodwaters, I should say. Floodwaters are horrible, but they they eventually recede. You mm-hmm. see what what damage has been done. You do your best to to repair it. Now and 
now we just have so much uh, dissension in this country and our leaders do nothing but encourage this behavior. Mm-hmm. We have an entire political party that is now its sole purpose is just just to follow this lunatic. It's a cult of personality now. Look, mm-hmm. we've said it before and we've said it again on this show. We are more than welcome to different ideas. My God, I don't want to live in a world where my ideas are the best ideas. That would be shocking and horrible. But to use the analogy that I use so often, we have a common destination. We just disagree on how to get there. Mm. And that's okay. We can discuss which route is the best. Every route will have its pros and its cons. There's, you're never going to travel anywhere without hitting a bump or two in the road. Mm. And you have to decide what's best. Well, we're at a point now where we're simply fighting over the keys to the car. Let alone, mm-hmm. we're not getting anywhere. This is just a fight over the keys to the car. There's, mm-hmm. and heaven forbid, uh, and, and one party wants to kick the other party out of the car. The Republicans want to just take the car and drive it straight through the woods. Although mm-hmm. they would have the option to go any way they want, they, they desperately want to go by the toughest, roughest road possible, but in the end will benefit them and them alone. And when I say them, I mean the hierarchies, the people, your Mitch McConnells, your former guy, those, you know, Miss Lindsey Graham, et cetera, et cetera. That's mm-hmm. who's going to benefit from all this. Rand Paul, we played the story in the first hour. He's making money off of COVID. We, we're fighting science here people don't believe and yet what's the first place they go to when they when they do catch the covid they go to the hospital well that's all mm-hmm. them science folk there you didn't have a problem with the science folk when they built your car you certainly didn't have a problem with the science people when they when they invented your your smartphone mm-hmm. uh your makeup your shoes your mass production to be able to go out and buy things reasonably <laughs> cheaply because science was able to say, hey, if you do this, that, and the other thing, you can produce this at a much, much. So we don't have a problem with science then. Why do we have a problem with science now? Because some nitwit in a bad makeup job said so? I mean, someday somebody's going to explain to me the appeal. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's been established here on this program for many, mm-hmm. many, many years now. Uh, and it hurts me to see that the the, the camaraderie that, that we shared 20 years ago uh, has pretty much dissipated. Not pretty much. It has dissipated. And we're fighting each other in the streets, literally fighting each other in the streets. Over mm-hmm. what? Wearing a mask? Over... Your guy lost. Get over it. Move on. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, some things are changing for the better, but look at the cost that we're paying. And, you know, look, everybody needs to be sat down for a civics lesson on what freedom actually means and what the mm-hmm. First Amendment actually means. And uh, just the mere fact that your freedom ends precisely where mine, mine begins. Just because you don't want to do something doesn't mean 
you have the right to infringe on everybody else's. We work as a as a society here, and to make that work, we all have to abide by some common laws. This is why you stop at a red light. This is why you don't hit the gas at that point. This is why, I mean, this is why your children are vaccinated before they go to school. This is why you were vaccinated before you went to school. You didn't fight the science then. When I was a kid, we got vaccinated for everything. Even though we had everything, we, we got vaccinated just the same and nobody cried about their freedom get in line get your shot or your sugar cube and uh that's that and that's it again let's how many hospitals are overflowing with vaccine patients right now none how many people have died from the vaccine none have people had worse reactions than others yes my reaction to the first shot was miserable not debilitating my arm was sore for 18 hours and i spent about six hours feeling like uh, somebody had dumped dry ice in my pants i had the chills for six hours sat here and in double sweatpants and triple socks and i couldn't get get warm to save my life but then Mm -hmm. it ended i anticipated i was told there would be side effects nobody lied to me about that Mm -hmm. and uh, as the governor of west virginia said why, what, what are you concerned about? With uh, You carry a, a cell phone around. That's all people need to follow you. Nobody has done any research on this. What I've done, and I encourage everybody else to do this, when someone says to you, well, here's what I know about. Here's why I won't take a vaccine. Because I read this, this, and this. Because I read something. Okay, what did you read? Uh, well, somebody told me about, oh, who? Ask the questions. Make them understand that the information they have, first off, is probably made up. And they're just following. This very same people that call others sheep are doing exactly that. They just follow along. Mm-hmm. And you can do it in a nice, pleasant manner. Well, I'm not sure where I read it. Well, then maybe you ought to be sure. Because you're making a very big decision here that will affect you, will affect your your loved ones. Uh, one of the young men that I'm working with, uh, 27 years old, nice kid, uh, flashed, his, uh, flashed his vaccination card at me the other day. I was like, great. Now, he, he didn't want to get it. But he's also, he said, I'm 27 years old. I want to keep this job. He says, I don't want to give up the next 30 years on principle. He said, it's not worth it to me. Okay. And we had this discussion and we talked about it a little bit the other night. I said, I don't care why you got it. I'm just glad you got it. And if it, I said, and look, so what? 10 years from now, we'll both have third eyeballs growing out of our heads. So what? We'll do it together. We'll all do it. It'll be, uh, it'll be a countrywide thing. You know, unfortunately, and unfortunately, we only have a sample size of about a billion people who have had no true adverse effect again i'm sure there's an isolated case here or there where somebody for whatever you know the planets aligned and they it treated them worse than most people it's going to happen you vaccinate a billion people somebody's gonna but that being said the overwhelming majority of people other than uh you know a sore arm and blah 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 minor i mean my second shot was my arm was sore for about three hours and 
and that was that. I was waiting. I was somewhat disappointed I didn't get side effects. I happen to enjoy feeling miserable. So. No, you and enjoy making everybody else feel miserable. There's that. I'm a carrier. Let's. I'm not going to lie. There's no vaccination for uh, for Ed 19. But yeah, I, I don't. We're not where we were on September 11th. We hugged, we kissed, we saw through everybody's uh, surface looks and their foibles, and and we came together as a country. The world gave us a big old hug, and we were never stronger than at that time. No, absolutely. And because we were stronger because we were acting as one. Now we're not doing that. We are acting as 350 million or whatever mm -hmm. our current population is. We're not, we have too many people who are not thinking of everybody else. Mm -hmm. You cannot just be, it's easier to be aligned and, and only think about the people you like, but you know what? There's a lot of people on this planet in this country. I don't like it doesn't mean I want to see bad things happen to them. I don't want to have disagreements over vaccines and mess. Just mm -hmm. do what you got to do or go away. And uh, I don't want to hear, I truly don't want to hear it when heaven forbid your children get sick. I, I, mm -hmm. I'm sorry for them. I truly am. But, you know, but this is where the divide is now. People are arguing. Families are arguing over this. There is massive divides over a, a program to make everybody better, to end mm -hmm. a worldwide pandemic. Mm -hmm. if, if, if COVID was a person and we could go after it with a gun, oh boy, everybody would be right behind it. But it's mm -hmm. not. It's not. Mm -hmm. These are the steps we have to take. We have to be vaccinated. We have to be. And again, I, it sounds like I'm veering off of the 9-11 question, but I'm not. This is, we've never been further apart than we are today from that day. Well, it's all tied together. I totally, I totally agree with you on that. So we need to, I mean, I can't think of a bigger tragedy than what we've gone through the last year and a half hundreds of thousands of people in this country alone, let alone the rest of the planet. And again, this isn't just 9-11, which was horrible enough, but was contained to the east coast of the United States, the actual physical damage. Mm -hmm. But now we, we have this all over. And again, sometimes freedom isn't free. And I, I'm all for occasionally you have to trample on people's civil liberties. For the greater good, we should have locked down this country completely. Again, we had the wrong leader for that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, New York locked down. We were the first hit. And then it made its way across the country, which was expected. I don't think anybody was. Nobody thought it was just going to stop at the Lincoln Tunnel. Oh, we can't cross the Hudson. Thinking COVID. Uh because people will not do what's in their best interest. We need everybody to stop and not and not go past this point. Okay, and a thousand people will go right past that. Well, you can't tell me what to do. Mm. And so here we have it. And uh, you know, 
What kind of country are we? Again, where 20 years ago, the rest of the world embraced us because of the tragedy, the, 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 the unthinkable tragedy that occurred that day. And now they look at us as a bunch of nitwits taking horse medicine. The, by the way, as a side note, the company Merck, I believe it is, that makes that, what is it, the inverse, however you pronounce it, the one with the eye, has put out a press statement that said, this is not for humans. This has no, there's no studies that indicate this is. And just basically laid out, no, don't do it. Now, when have you ever seen a big pharma company say, no, don't buy our product? Mm -hmm. And, but unfortunately, people heard it somewhere, mm. be it conservative radio. Oh, by the way, conservative radio people, AM radio talk hosts, you better watch yourself because you guys are dropping like flies. I'm not going to take it. Two weeks later, oh, he's dead. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Rogan, I you have the resources to know better. The nitwits at Fox News, who everybody in that building is vaccinated, and yet they allow their horror host in prime time to come on and still put the fear of God into people about vaccines and, and masks and all that. This is not who we were 20 years ago. Not at all. No. We were we were hugging each other. We were giving each other supplies. What do you need? How can I help you? Mm. And again, it all fit. Look, even last year with the uh, people coming out and banging the pots at 7 p.m. every night for the medical workers, that was great. And then it faded. Why? Mm. Because well, real life started to kick back in again ever so mm. slowly. But uh, I'm going to tap out here, John. I think I answered your mm. question. You did you did in 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 volumes. You were kind of if you remember the movie Back to School of Rodney Dangerfield, oh, where, sure. this, where this was a uh, a three or a one question with different parts, different parts. Explain this, whatever. Yeah, it's it's one question with twenty seven parts. Exactly. Very very good. Um, I want to give you a couple of thoughts that I have. I no, won't thanks. be near no, near near as thorough as you are. I go back, and I don't want to put this as blame, but you see, who winds up running for president in 2008, only seven years removed from 9-11, actually probably dropped his hat, he dropped his hat in the ring even before that. But somebody with a very odd-sounding name mm -hmm. sounds an sounds an awful lot like a Muslim, mm -hmm. Barack Hussein Obama, mm -hmm. and these people who still who have made all people of of uh, Muslim faith made Barack Obama into this boogeyman. He's a Muslim. He's a Muslim. He wasn't even born in this country. Mm. And from that, you rose. Once Obama was elected, he had a chance to have one day in office. All of a sudden, you have, you remember the Tea Party, right? 
The Tea mm-hmm. Party is basically what the the, the birth fa- the the birth father, if you will, of all these people who call themselves patriots today. The Proud Boys, the right. Oath Keepers, and all whatever else you uh, you know, QAnon, whoever else you want to uh, put up there, and. Maybe it was, look, I never thought once about where President Obama came from. I believe, again, now if if it turns out 30 years from now they have overwhelming evidence that he came from Africa somewhere, well then, you know, again, here's a hat for me to chew on. But is it this, is it this point in time, every, every bit of evidence that I've seen said he was born in Hawaii, moved to Chicago, and is who he said he was. It just so happens he had that funny-sounding name. And that's mm-hmm. and, and then you get to your point in 2015, where somebody who at that point in time was doing re- very bad reality TV decided, hey, they're, 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 I, could, I could latch on to that. Trump is the biggest opportunist do you think for do you think for one moment that he gives a crap about you guys that can't spell words like uh, freedom and can't spell uh, you like you folks from Kentucky do you think he really gives a damn about you people <laughs> absolutely not but he found a niche and you gotta you gotta say well damn eh. You know, you got to give him, give, give the devil his due. He found a niche and he rode that wave and he stirred that pot. And now you have what you have today where people, where, where Trump made it fashionable to hate other people. If you, if you don't agree with me, That's a you great don't agree goal. with me. I like that. He made it fashionable to hate other people. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, we can't stand each other. And it's starting to bleed over. It's starting to bleed over. Even people, it wasn't until a friend of mine, I like I said in the beginning of the show, before what happened to Rod happened, I was right on that same boat. Man, if you don't, if you don't get your vaccination... If you don't get the vaccination, you don't do what it is to protect yourself from this virus, to hell with you. I don't care about you. Go off in a corner and die someplace for all I care. And that was my mentality. But Ed, I can say this as plainly as, I, as I'm as i talking to you now. I can't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And so now I have to kind of agree. I have to think about something here. I have to think about Look at how long we've had people that have been smoking. Look at how many people who have been indulging them. So look at me, for Christ's sake. I overindulged myself. I didn't smoke, but God knows I had enough other, uh, other bad habits. Yeah? I, well, you know, I didn't want to say, yeah, you too, buddy. But no, I didn't want to say me that. Too. But, me too. I... But you know what? You abused your body. I abused my body. You and I both have spent time 
People told me, people told me when I was younger, you can't have four plates of fried chicken when you go to Old Country Buffet. Yeah. You can't you can't drink like there's no uh to, to, Jesus my man, I tell you, you. You can't you can't drink like somebody else is picking up the tab. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> you look, the hot I was warned. I was warned. But I said I told everybody to go to hell. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat as much as I want, I'm gonna drink as much as I want. I'm going to uh, ignore the fact that I should get my fat ass out and go for a walk every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Look at me now. Thanks to modern medicine, I have a nice little defibrillator there. That's right. Medi- modern medicine has taken care of me. What would have modern med- What would have happened if modern medicine told me that? Look, we saw your record. We've seen your files. We know what you did. Go to hell. Go to hell. You could have prevented this. Exactly. Exactly. And I agree with you because in my case, mine was all Mm self-inflicted. My blockages were all self-inflicted. And there's a good chance I may have to go through this again in seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. Even though things are different. But anyway, that's... It's I, I just can't do it anymore. I just cannot bastardize the people who do not for whatever reason i don't care what the reason is i can't bastardize them all i can do is say please just look at the science look at the numbers you know just like me maybe somebody that loved me told me god knows how many years ago now it's hard to picture anybody loving me back then but uh but nonetheless well, I don't disagree with you. I, I really would like to get this point in. Yes, we both put ourselves in the, our current situations. You as the bionic man, me as uh, what slept at uh, Thanksgiving dinner. I got carved up like the turkey. Uh, but this is a very different situation. Ours was built in over time. We could have stopped anytime we wanted. What we're talking about here is preventive measures that people are refusing. We're not talking about lifestyle choices. We're not talking about something that, especially with the vaccinations, it is two days out of your life, and not even the full day, that you have to show up someplace and they go, pop, and away you go. Mm -hmm. Yes, I understand what you're saying. We did this to ourselves and all that, but... Without getting, because we really don't have the time to get that deeply involved in it. What we were doing, again, we could have stopped at any time and made the change. Just like folks who are, um, I don't want the vaccine. I don't want to wear a mask. They can stop at any time. As long as they haven't caught this virus, it's not too late. It's not too late. If you don't have the COVID, you can get the shot. You can get the vaccine, and it's going to help you. I could have quit smoking 25 years ago and all that. I may have still needed this because of the damage I had done already. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right now, there is something folks can do about it. You can get that shot. You can wear that mask. We're not asking you to give up lifelong habits. 
again, John, what you and I were doing, yes. Who the hell is going to tell me I don't eat? I want that third uh, plate of fried chicken. You're absolutely right. But those were things, that was destructive behavior. And what we're talking about here with the vaccines and all that, this is preventative care. We opted not to take the preventative care of stopping what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. We made that choice and we have paid that price. Mm -hmm. And this is what sadly people are doing now. They are making a choice and then paying a price. And it's unfortunate. It doesn't have to be this way. And I, you know, we hear so many accounts now of people in the ICU and it, you know, the clock is ticking. Now they ask the doctors, can I get the vaccine? It's too late now. You can't, there's nothing it can do for you at this point. Um, I saw the error of my ways, but really didn't see it till after I had been in a coma for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And and, all pun intended, it will, a coma will open your eyes to to certain things. Exactly. uh, uh, You know, you've gone through your procedure and, of course, we're both older now. We we understand that uh, things aren't what they could be. I would have quit smoking anyway. Sixteen bucks a pack here in New York. Good gracious! Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ain't messing around here. Jeez, that would have killed me. Are you kidding me? So, anyway, uh, well said, young man. We got a couple minutes left. I think let's try and shift to a little lighter frame before we let's let's shift shift away my Uh, friend i'm exhausted oh guess what i got back yesterday what did you get back yesterday my car oh hey how how does it uh how does it uh did did they do any vast improvements to it other than the fact you could steer it again i uh, that's it it turned out it only needed for the mechanical side it only needed an alignment there was no front end damage uh so all it did was knock it completely out of alignment when they hit That's it. That's all it did. And, and knock the quarter panel off. And knock the, the, the front... Uh, or the front bumper, excuse me, basically. The bumper cover off, yeah. Just a, right. just a recap, my car got hit, my minivan got hit while it was parked and knocked the front wheels, which were straight, to as far turned right as possible. I just presumed all the front end parts underneath were going to be destroyed. And long story short, all it needed was an alignment. So he called me Monday. I couldn't pick it up till yesterday because I was so busy. And then he called me Tuesday because this was the holiday. Hi, uh, Tuesday. And I yeah. And I didn't get home till uh, 6 a.m. yesterday. It was Yesterday was a tough day. But, yes, I have my vehicle back. It's parked out front right now, and it's not going to go anywhere for months. <laughs> John, you can't hear it, but. I can't. It's time, so it's time to wrap it up. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, okay, well, that'll that'll do it. Hey, uh, listen, I, I feel like I'm I'm exhausted after uh, this last twenty minutes or so. So, uh, thanks for uh, checking in with us, and we will talk to you next week. For Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon, and I got the money. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>